Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin and Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom. Although just as I said it, I realize it's Tuesday night. And you know what that means because I was really, really busy on Monday night. Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? Mine was pretty calm. You had a big weekend. I had a big weekend. I just saw a Yahoo Finance article. I just read that. that. Covered all the numbers that I was putting together for my report last week for the social numbers for the premiere of On Patrol Live. So that was kind of wild. Big numbers. That was, it felt better than I expected it to. <laughs> yeah, real big numbers. That's we worked awesome. our butts off and it was a success, even though it looked like a disaster for a while. Um, but yeah, but now I'm ready to talk wrestling. I hated Oh, dude, I hated that I couldn't watch uh, Ring of Honor live. And I also hated that as we're fighting to like trend number one on Twitter on Monday night or on Friday night, we had to go up against the retirement of Vince McMahon, which we could (laughs) not win. Yeah. And that's why we maxed out at two. We could not beat SmackDown. Yeah. And then Friday night, Saturday night, every time we like move up the like from seven to six. Mm -hmm. Like Marvel announces Avengers Kang Dynasty. <laughs> right, and, just, yeah. and then we drop down and then we move right back up and they're like, oh, can't, uh, Modoc is going to be an right. Ant-Man. Marvel was just killing me. And also and Ring of Honor was there. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. There, it was it was a ludicrous amount of announcements. It was a ludicrous amount. And it was it was like God was playing a joke on me personally. But also I loved the fact that ROH was always there. That ROH was number one for a while and, and top three for most of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so I finally got to see ROH just before the show. Um, and I'll say this, bef- before we get going mm-hmm. here, I was not in a wrestling mindset today. Yeah. And I wa- I, I'd, already seen, I'd already seen Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the 12 minutes for what it was. I really, really love Claudio right now. I, I like his promos. I like his wrestling. 
But the idea that that now, I, and I totally get Jonathan Gresham being upset at the time at the time allocation. Mm-hmm. But I have to think he was also upset that it was the first match on the card. I don't care what you do. Your world title match should never be the first match on the card. I'm fine with it not being the main event. And I do think the Briscoes and FTR should have been the main event. Mm-hmm. But but man, like make the world title match the co-main event. Come on. It's crazy for it to be the first match. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. That's so WWE. You know exactly because yeah. I have made fun. I've ridiculed WWE for years for starting pay per views with a world title match or even a U.S. title match when those titles are supposed to mean something, and if they're the first match on a card, they don't mean anything. And I want this to mean something, and I think they expect it to mean something. And I absolutely get Tony Khan's idea of having a banger for the first match, mm-hmm. but that's on live TV. Yeah. On this show, people have already paid for it. They're not going anywhere, and even if they do, you've got their money. Right. You do that on live TV to get people engaged with a banger match at the beginning mm-hmm. and then to stick around for the big match at the end. It is ludicrous to continue that same idea on a pay-per-view where people have literally paid $40 to tune in. Right. It makes no sense. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that that much, but... I think, but you're right. I mean, I, they could have easily put, they could have put Joe and Jay if they wanted to start really hot. Yeah, that's a hot match that people are into. Or uh, or the Yuta match. Like, I think people yeah. would have been up for that. That would have been a great first match. That would, And that was a good match. I really enjoyed that match. Mm-hmm. And um, I was surprised. I don't know. I, I can't say I was surprised. I didn't think Daniel Garcia was going to take the belt. But it kind of felt weird with Wheeler going over Daniel because Daniel's always been just one step ahead in my in my mind. Yeah. Like one notch above. Um, and yeah. I think it's yeah. I don't think it's that they see Wheeler as one notch above, but Wheeler is part of a big program right now. And it's Wheeler Utah's time and it's not quite Daniel Garcia's time just yet in their booking plans. Yeah, I think they, you know, I don't know if you saw the the at this media scrum, Gresham came out and talked some trash. Uh, so I think it, I think it was good for setting up like a future, just an ongoing feud between them. I think, you know, like right. a long-term rivalry. Um, and this is more just like you to get in the first, well, I mean, I know they've had matches before, but like the first yeah. real big win over yeah. him, you know, for a second, I thought he might win because of how they were talking about how he was going to take it onto dynamite. And I thought maybe he'd like rebranded the sports entertainment title or something. That wouldn't have been that. That wouldn't have been bad. I'd like that. You could start handing out championship opportunities and everything, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, some people were not digging it because um, it, you know, the pure rules didn't really play into it that much. Yeah, and, I've got to give a shout out real quick to Mike Gilbert of Brace for Impact. Yep who as soon as he watched Jonathan Gresham walk out, he said, something's up. Oh, yeah. Looking at his face, he read, something is up with this dude. Yeah. And also the fact he didn't have the octopus mask. Mm-hmm. Didn't have he the didn't jacket. He didn't have his usual walkout uniform. Something was up. And um, good on Mike for picking it up immediately. Yeah. Um, when I rewatched, I was looking for it, and I, and I thought, I see it now, but I knew for a fact I wouldn't have caught it just watching the show live. I wouldn't have caught it. Yeah, I, I, 
I didn't quite pick up on it that strong. It wasn't until after that I really put it all together of like, oh, wow, he just sort of came out in his T-shirt. And I mean, yeah. it was pretty good for phoning it in if he was just phoning it in. He's still a professional. Yeah. professional. Well, he said, well, it, I don't know if he said this or if someone else said this, but I read this week that the idea was he'd already had it out with Tony Khan. They'd had their meeting. He'd cussed Tony Khan, according to all reports, and that he wanted to see the crowd as clearly as he could because that might be the last match of his career. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and That's the pretty dramatic. right now is, for the time being, he's done with wrestling. Huh. I, what was that? I, just huh. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he's too good to stay away from wrestling forever. I mean, maybe he's like, maybe he's an equally great accountant, but I doubt he would be happy doing accounting after all the things he's done. No. So let's say all these things are true and everybody, I, everybody that I trust are reporting these are, these are true. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham was angry about lack of communication, mm-hmm. angry about the length of the match, cussed out Tony Khan yeah. and demanded his release and apparently was released. Let's say all of that's true. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? I've got a strong take. I want to hear yours first. I th- Okay. I think that he has every right to have an opinion on how he's booked. Yes. I think he has every right to not be happy in how he was booked the last several weeks. Uh, yep. In terms of uh, doing sort of a random heel turn and then yep. just whatever, whatever unfortunate things happened with Tully where it was, oh, you're going to be paired with Tully Blanchard. Just kidding. It's Prince Nana. Um, and I think he's We've someone talk Tully as well. He's got a little bit of Brett in him, Brett Hart in him. I think that he takes yeah. himself very seriously, very seriously. and it, yeah. he takes what he does very seriously. I think he takes Ring of Honor extremely seriously. Right. And. Yeah. So I think he is justified in how he feels, how he feels is irrelevant to the business situation. Yes. Because he does not own ring of honor. Tony Khan does. Yeah. So he can, Um, he can do all that at terminus. (laughs) Exactly. My take is, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty different. Okay. Okay. And, but it does have to do with, like business mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like when commentators talk about the, the physical attributes of pro wrestlers, mm-hmm. like me making fun of Eddie Kingston or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is at least an industry that pretends to be a sport. Right. And so your body composition matters because we're trying to make it as believable as possible. Mm-hmm. This is a sport where you've got Brody King being six foot five and as big a star as Darby Allen is, I like that they showed that no matter how wiry or wily Darby Allen is, he can't quite win against a guy who's six five mm-hmm. and also a good wrestler. Jonathan Gresham is is arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. He's a great wrestler. But Jonathan Gresham is like 5'5 five, five or 5'4. Five, He's incredibly yeah. small. And the thing is, a guy like that at any other time in wrestling history would be king of the indies. And that's it. Never get a shot in any major promotion, ever. And the only person in AEW that I think is of a similar stature 
and like as in very small but a really good wrestler and of course Jonathan Gresham I'm sure is a better wrestler I'm not saying they're equals is John Silver okay and when I see John Silver on TV I see a man who never thought he'd be on TV on national television and I see a man who's just incredibly happy that he's there and getting to participate in this and getting to getting room to express himself and show what a great character he is. And it's one of the reasons I love John, John Silver is because he seems a little humble and, and excited to be there because it's, I think it's a surprise to him that he's there. Yeah. And it reminds me of, I started to not like CM Punk when I found out he was having issues with Brian Danielson being booked above him. And I thought that's crazy. Like, of course he would consider himself one of the best in the world, but to say I should definitely be above Brian Danielson, that's another matter. And so Jonathan Gresham, I could see having an ego in ROH and and all this, but this guy who is incredibly small and probably never in any other era of wrestling history would have a shot in the big leagues was and even though like I get the booking wasn't great, but he got put on national television week in and week out for longer than a lot of people at AEW tries to make AEW stars. And he's put in a major angle on national television. And if to me, if I were Jonathan Gresham, I would be so incredibly thankful for that. Hmm. Even though I would definitely have frustrations over lack of communication. And I would definitely have frustrations over a 12-minute title match. And I would for sure be angry, incredibly angry, at me losing the title as the opening match on a Mm pay-per-view. But to me, I don't know. It's I think he should be a, a little more grateful at the opportunities he's gotten on TV that a lot of other wrestlers haven't gotten on TV for a company he's not even technically signed to. Um, and so I don't, I don't hate Jonathan Gresham or anything, but the, the attitude, I don't know that this bothers me. This, this whole thing bothers me. And then one last little comment, and it's from the fight game media group. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, it feels like Jonathan Gresham and his wife, Jordan Grace are involved in some sort of drama every week. And it does kind of feel like that. Yeah. And I, and the thing is, I, I don't even remember what all those different things are. It could be more Jordan than him, but there always does seem to be a little bit of a drama. And I like, I don't know. I like the guys like Adam page who aren't calling out other wrestlers on Twitter and aren't, they're, they're just happy to be there and they're, they're playing their role. And I don't know. Yeah. It, it ru- this whole thing just kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit because I, I think, again, in any other era, he doesn't even get on national television. I get that. Yeah, I get that. I, I'm, a, I'm a little hesitant I don't to say. Bury the guy. Right, I, know I really don't mean. want to bury the guy. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I I wouldn't go so far as to say, like, you should be great. I mean, he should be. Any of them should be grateful that are on TV. Yeah, that they I know what you're saying. And I felt I felt weird saying it, but I couldn't. Yeah, find no, the right I know word. what you I know what you mean. It's not. It shouldn't be like, hey, you're short, so you should be happy, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, right. But there is a thing that's like that is a factor, factor. In, in in how he can be presented. Jonathan Gresham has to be presented in a very particular way, kind of yeah. like Zack Sabre Jr. is really skinny. 
Yeah, and, exactly. And so he has to be presented in a very particular way. And he's figured out how to work in a way that makes him very believable against just about anybody. And I yeah. think Gresham can do that too, but I, 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 I don't think Tony sees it. I think that, I think if he were left to his own devices, he would figure it out. Like if he, if they, yeah. if I think if he had gotten the time, if he had been like, Hey, just give me the space. I'll, I will show you that I can be valuable as a yeah. five foot four killer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Tony just didn't see it, I guess, you know, and, and or he's distracted or whatever. I I also wonder, and I'm sure there are people that know this. I'm sure Dave and maybe Garrett might know this, but I wonder because the this argument, this 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 argument between them or the meeting where Tony got cussed out happened before the match, and I wonder was this the finish before the match? or before the meeting, or did it potentially change? Because mm. a couple people have told me that they saw, like, that Claudio, when he won, and I didn't pick up on this, but a couple people who were smart people said it almost looked like he was surprised, almost like he learned the finish in the ring. And so that's also something I'm wondering. Oh, I wouldn't expect that. I don't know. I would be surprised yeah. to find that out. Yeah. I'd, exactly. I'd, I did notice Claudio after the match when they shook hands, Claudio was very animated in how he said thank you. Like he was very emphatic when he shook his hand, looked right. him right in the eye and just said thank you, like in a very blatant way. Yeah, you could see it. You could read And it. Gresham just kind of shrugged off and was like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure Claudio, to put Claudio probably in a bad spot because you're, I'm sure he respects him. And, yeah. you know, it there's a real chance because... We don't know. This was the first match. Mm -hmm. This could have happened five minutes after that meeting, you know? Legitimately. Right. Like, there's a real chance Claudio had no idea anything had gone on beforehand. There's a real chance of that. Well, or apparently... He, the, heard, uh, he heard the yelling Yeah, apparently or whatever. people heard the yelling, yeah. Yeah. And so, doesn't mean he knows what's going on, you right. know? But I'll, I, I really don't want... Like, I... I doubt this whole retirement talk will stick and I hope it doesn't because he's too good. And like, there's so many yeah. more matches I want to see out of him. Mm -hmm. And I hope he, I would love to see him in, in new Japan or in, even impact just somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't want him to walk away because of whatever, whatever happened. And I don't know. It just seems kind of wild to walk away right after you've been featured on national television. And uh, especially if he were to go to the Indies right now, I'm sure He'd be making more money than he's ever made. Oh, right. Of exposure on AEW. Yeah, he was on uh, New Japan the next night, I think. So, uh, all right. I, I, actually, that could be, I could be totally wrong about that. Now that I just said that, I might have just pulled it out of my butt. But, um, yeah, I think I wish that he had been more patient and said, yeah. like, let's talk about how to get me over because I know yeah. I can get over. And if you just be patient with me, I know I, I, I can be very valuable to you. Like, right. I think the whole Nana thing felt like a weird panic have you seen thing you know have, and, and have you seen what what um ftr said about tully no on twitter they basically said this wasn't a surprise for the same reasons that they split up with him because he's a total prick <laughs> and also apparently tully no showed the event when uh -huh. he was supposed to be there yeah to do like a um 
I don't he does like a prison like ministry. Like a tent revival or something Yeah, he does like a that. prison ministry, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, if that's your priority, yeah. that's great. Don't just don't don't agree to being a main event manager on the launch of a promotion, you know? Yeah. I'll say this. Yeah. I've, I've never heard the, the, I've never heard people in recent years talk about Tully being a prick, Mm -hmm. but from everything that go has happened with his daughter, it kind of fits, (laughs) you know, a block off the old chip. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) You know, one word thought of aggression, I think, I, if I could go back and like talk to the guys while they're yelling at each other and try to say, Hey guys, let's calm this down. Let me, let me sort this out for you. Yeah. Um, I, I think Gresham would have been a great fit with just put him back with lethal. Like he was in ROH before called them the foundation, have yeah. Sanjay be his mouthpiece. And then you'd get these incredible visuals of a, a Jonathan Gresham, Satnam Singh tag team. My God. It would be like Wolverine and Colossus. Right. They could do the fastball special. Exactly. That would be phenomenal. And there, again, there's so many things you can do with Jonathan Gresham. And I was really glad that they were putting him on TV on a regular basis. Yeah. And showing that he can not only wrestle, he can cut a good promo. Right. Um, I hate that it ended this way. I really do. Yep. Me too. But good for Claudio. <laughs> yeah. But also, no, great for Claudio. So now the the Blackpool Combat Club has the interim world title. Yep. They've got the ROH title. Mm-hmm. And they've got the ROH pure t- Is it the pure title? Yep, the pure wrestling title. Yep. Y'all, I can already tell Puppet Up is going to be a real issue in this episode tonight. A real issue. Oh, we're just dry. I am driving away subscribers left and right. <laughs> um, speaking of which, if you'd like to subs- be, become a subscriber... Go to patreon.com slash fight game media for extended episodes of a number of our shows and special episodes every month from every host on fight game media. And Kevin, that reminds me, Mm -hmm. were you able to do your ROH show last night? Yes. Right after the show, um, me and Paul Fontaine of the dynamite show and Mel of power bombshells, uh, great little group. And we did a post YouTube show. It was about 90 minutes. We went through every match. Um, and I'm going to watch that in bed tonight. It was really fun. <laughs> I know I'm, you didn't mean that I'm to gonna, sound the way it sounded. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm going to fall fall asleep to the yep. dulcet tones. Dulcet Kevin tones. Ely, Paul Fontaine, and Mel. So it's on YouTube, and it's also on the Patreon as a podcast feed if you just want it in your ears and not have to look at us as your last thought. I mean, Mel, <laughs> Mel's fine, but me and Paul are a little rough. But it was uh, it was really fun. You get all the detailed thoughts on the whole show. And it was right after, so we were pretty pumped by it. Okay, that's awesome. So, yeah, you can get special shows like that every month for just $5, literally less than it costs to get a, a, like a, a value meal at McDonald's. I don't know about where you are, but right now at McDonald's, it's like $10 for like a 10-piece nuggets. I don't know what's happening with nugget inflation right now. Supply chain. But um, what's that? Supply chain. Supply chain. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Um, apparently it costs a lot to get things into the middle of the desert. So yeah, just check us out. Patreon.com slash fight game media. And of course, as always, please go check out fightgamemedia.com for all the latest in boxing, MMA and professional wrestling. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan. Even if you live far away. 
Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Kevin, back to ROH. Um, I want to know whether it's on our list or not. What was your favorite outside of the main event? Okay. What was your favorite match of the night? Uh, I really liked uh, Yuta and Garcia. I think, yeah. And again, I have not watched all the matches because um, I've been slammed all week. And I just watched, I watched the ROH, the AEW specific matches Mm -hmm. to get ready for the show tonight. I watched Briscoe's FTR. I watched Mercedes Martinez versus Serena uh, Deeb. I watched Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia, and then Claudio versus Gresham. Um, I was surprised at the finish of Mercedes versus Serena, mm-hmm. and I also want to give Serena Deeb like she was she was selling some of Mercedes Martin Mercedes Martinez moves like ten out of ten selling. Oh, it yeah. was some of the best selling I've seen in a long time. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was so great. Um, I enjoyed that match. Again, I was, I think I would have enjoyed it way more. It, like I, I actually literally fell asleep for just a second in Briscoe's match, if that tells you anything, <laughs> while my two favorite wrestlers in the world were in the ring yep. together. Um, I really, really liked that match. Oh I liked the I liked the original better, though. Where do you stand on that? I felt the same way. Same. I liked the original okay. better, and I think it was... I can't even put my finger on why. I think just it had a specialness about it that it a did. second match just can't uh, reach. Yeah. Although this match was like, I mean, you know, it's one and one A in terms of. This is real good. Yeah. I think it's this. I've, I've always been a little, I've never been quite as into two out of three falls matches mm-hmm. is I think I probably should be because if one person wins the first fall, you know who's going to win the second fall, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And only the third fall is really in question. But they did so much great stuff. The 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 um, the backdrop into the table was mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. The, uh, oh God, I'm trying to think of everything. That well, doomsday the device The fact they Dax. set up a third match. Right. With, um, Jay Le- with Jay Lethal, with Jay Briscoe getting the pin, but the referee being out. Yeah, both of them got visual pins. With yeah. the ref being out, um, yeah. Paul and Mel—I can't remember which one of them—on uh, the post show we're talking about People how mix them up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was they were talking about how it, it really felt like three separate matches that you it know really it, did. It wasn't the typical. They did a great job of that. Yeah, it wasn't the typical thing of like you do uh, two falls really fast and then and then you start the match. You know, yeah, and it was it was really felt like it took a long time to get the first fall, and then this, you know each match felt like its own little act. And I love that it ended um, in a, I guess in a it ended like a singles match. It was one guy beating one yeah. guy. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, 
they went through all the tag team stuff and ultimately it was just like it, and, you just dropped him on his head. <laughs> and in a big match where you expect a lot of near falls, mm-hmm. that move, like when that when he hit it, I'm like, this is over. Yeah. This is a hundred percent over. And that was really well done. That was really, really well done. They're they're in my mind the two greatest tag teams in the world. Yeah, I would easy. love for them to have a hundred matches. I really hope they do have a third one. Yeah, we were joking about if they if if they just do FTR Briscoes as the main event of every ROH show, they'll just keep getting my money. Just every, every just every like that month. once a month, they just or once a quarter, they just have another match. Yeah. So I really, you had asked me um, off air, like, does this make me want more ROH? Yeah. And it and it really does because I like the fact that people that are, that can and do get lost in the mix in AW like Mercedes Martinez are getting to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I dearly love the Briscoes as a tag team, and I have for a long time, and I cannot ever express how much I love these guys as a tag team because they are a, they're a type of character that WWE hasn't had. In 30 years, and when they did have characters like it, they were comedy characters. Right. I know people that look like the Briscoes. <laughs> I know yep. people that talk like the Briscoes, and I know people that run chicken farms. These are real people that exist, and I love that they're these wild badasses. Yeah. And they can wrestle. Like they can actually wrestle. They're some of the best. Well, Jay, particularly, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And they're incredible brawlers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we have that many great brawling tag names no. these days. We we have kind of pretenders. Like, I don't mean, like, I really like Butcher and the Blade, but they're not a great brawling tag Right. Team. The Briscoes are. And, again, if, if, like, as long as ROH is here and they've got the Briscoe signed, I'm going to watch because I can't get that, yeah. that style anywhere else. And and guys like Jonathan Gresham, I want to see. Like, I want to see the Dalton Castles, and um, I haven't been able to see him, see them in a while. And I just really hope they get a TV deal soon. And also, somebody in the Fight Game Media Group said this, and I loved it. Like Tony, if 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 you haven't found the right TV deal yet, and I think I I guarantee you he's had offers, but he's finding the right deal mm-hmm. for right now. Make Dark or Dark Elevation an ROH show yeah, and just label it an ROH show and go with that for a while um, so that AEW can stay AEW, but the fans can get all the ROH they want. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think just, just changing elevation into ROH maybe, or, or it doesn't have to be permanent. It's just until they get their TV. deal. If they want to get real aggressive, they can start adding dates and um, you know, yeah. doing Wednesday night dynamite with elevation taping, and then um, you know maybe Thursday nights or for, no Friday night do Friday nights live, live. do Rampage yeah. live and tape live. ROH before it. Yeah, um, and, and th- frankly, I think that would help because look, Rampage is clearly a secondary show, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm gonna I want to talk more about later in mm-hmm. the episode. But ROH has a lot of dedicated fans, and that would absolutely push ticket sales yeah. for Rampage. Yeah, I think I think it would, too. I don't know if they're ready to take that step, but um, yeah. I think it I think it'd be great. All right. So next up. Let's talk Vince McMahon. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, how do you not talk about it? This isn't a WWE yeah. show, but like the course of the business changed this this, this affects AEW. Yeah. And and the thing is, I think for pro wrestling, mm. this is the best thing that could have happened. Yes. But for AEW, it may be the worst. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. To, and especially now that we've heard Triple H is now in charge uh, uh, mm-hmm. of creative mm-hmm. or in charge of booking. Of talent and creative. Yeah. Ta- yeah. And Triple H can book a show. Yeah, I can. And the thing is, if if Triple H had been left untouched to battle AEW, it would have been a much closer battle than Vince getting involved and changing what a what our, what what NXT was mm-hmm. to trying to make it more like Raw and SmackDown. That's what hurt it. That's why they got blown out. Yeah, just Triple H's NXT could have absolutely been a much closer competition with AEW than the Vince and, than the Vince infused one. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm really happy about this for the women in WWE. Yes, absolutely. Like, like we've heard nothing but they're kind of in disbelief backstage and nervous Mm -hmm. because he's not going anywhere. And and look, there is still, I'm sure, a very negative culture there, a toxic culture. Yeah, it's going to take a while to fix. It takes a while to fix, but but being the two guys at the top, being the perpetrator. the perpetrators in in most of that mm-hmm. and perpetuating that toxic culture and them both being gone because I believe um, um, Johnny Ace is about to be gone as well if he's not already. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge step forward. That's a huge step forward. And the fact that Stephanie, all, all reports are that she's universally beloved. Mm-hmm. And also it seems Triple H is extremely well liked as well. Yeah. And so he's no saint, but, but like, no, he's but, no but, saint, but he's obviously. got a lot of fans. He's got a lot of people who are Paul Levesque guys, you know? And yeah. so when it comes a, a to, lot. when it comes to contract time, AEW has got to be a lot more nervous because if they don't get a big TV deal, they're not they gonna be able going to keep up and, and, and they can't no. just depend on it being a crappy culture to keep people there. Right. So even I like a, a John, like, even like a John Moxley might yeah. go back or, you know, and MJF Absolutely. is definitely on the market now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing is Moxley and Jericho both left and talked about these negative things with Vince. Right. And now that Vince is gone. Yeah. And they likely probably have pretty good relationships with Triple H, which yeah. we know. Jericho could go back. We Like, yeah, we, we know um, in particular, um, y'all, this is how tired I am. This is how worn out I am. The manager of the Blackpool, William Regal. William Regal. We know William Regal is a guy who who's probably going to go back as soon as his contract is done, because I guarantee a Triple H is going to pay him more. Oh yeah, and he'd he'd probably put him over talent. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that would be a smart move on WWE's part. Yeah, and so and there's a lot of other guys that we know that that at least Vince had his eye on that that maybe Triple H would too, like Ethan Page. And so AEW is going to have to fight much harder to keep the talent they have. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to get as much talent now that we're not going to have the, I assume we're not going to have these crazy mass releases mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Triple H is going to want to pull back as much of that circle of talent that was around him in NXT as he can. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, great for wrestling, not good for AEW long term. 
No, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and, and exhausting for me because I've gotten very used to having one promotion that I follow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, if, I'm a- and, if, and, and, and I would love nothing better than WWE to, to be great again. Yeah. That's um, the thing. Like I, I want to watch raw, but man, I'm, I'm tired. Da- I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm tired. I, I do not have time, I don't have but time I'm going to download raw and download SmackDown. Yeah. And I'm going to watch them eventually. Right. And and from what I heard tonight, there was a lot of improvements. Yeah, like a lot little of things, things that I, would I, not have happened. I didn't watch it, but what I heard, you know, was just like you, yeah. you could just tell it was looser. Yeah. It was, you know, and and that's a good sign, you know. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I think content Rey Mysterio to wait. Cut a yeah. cut a promo in Spanish. Yeah, and how crazy, like how it, how symbolic is you know. Vince McMahon retires and the next show is in Madison Square Garden, where if Vince McMahon had retired under good circumstances, that entire show would have been the Vince McMahon celebration show. And he would have had a back on his greatest moment. He would have had a great speech at the end. It would have been an incredible episode of television. But instead, Rey Mysterio, the shortest, you know, speaking of Jonathan Gresham, like. The guy that Vince McMahon never wanted to push gets celebrated instead of him. The man who held the WWE world title and I don't think won a single match yeah. as champion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I want to make I want to make clear my thoughts on Vince. Um, as a character, as a performer, mm-hmm. I think he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think it's Hulk Hogan, um, Stone Cold, Vince. And maybe The Rock. Mm-hmm. Er, you know, because I think Vince is the number one heel in WWE history. Yeah. But as a booker, I think he's terrible. And I think he's been terrible for a long time. Yeah. I think he's been out of touch. Mm-hmm. Um, for at least like some 15 of the, years. Like some, yeah. of the rest, some of the names he gives these wrestlers mm-hmm. are... They're literally like somebody from the 1930s. Someone from the past right. is naming teams. And um, I think for years I said he's a millionaire who could be a billionaire mm-hmm. if he was willing to treat like he's a guy that would sign outside talent and then treat them like they're not his talent when he's paying their salaries, you know? Right. And so. I'm really, really excited. I've been excited for years at the prospect of uh, of Triple H. Again, not the best, not not a saint. Yeah. But I think much more in touch with what pro wrestling is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about this. And you, um, and I, I'm completely reading into this. So this is completely my own speculation or my own fantasy yeah. about uh, what the psychology of uh, Triple H or Paul Levesque, you know. Uh, right. is we talked about, you know, Gresham being grateful, like, you know, of the opportunity. This yeah. is a guy who guy. potentially could have lost his life this year or last year. Yeah. Right. He faced death. He, he faced his own mortality. mortality. Yeah. He's had to probably make very serious decisions about his health and lost everything. Really? I mean, he, he lost you know, everything. Yeah. I mean, he didn't lose his family, but he, you know, he yeah. lost his career wise. He was pretty much out. Everyone was like, yeah. wow, you, you got crushed under, you know, Vince McMahon. They dismantled yeah. his entire support system. Yes. And while he's laid up right. recovering from a near death experience. Three months ago, we thought he was done. Yeah. And now he's in charge of everything. And his wife yeah. is the boss. 
He and his wife. And I've got to think, yeah, I've got to think that he does not take that for granted. And I hope he does. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. And also the fact that I, I, I think I mentioned on the show before I learned a few weeks ago, he and Steph are the ones that brought Nick Khan in. Apparently they are very, very close personal friends. Yeah. Do you watch succession on HBO? I watched the entire first season. I loved it, but okay. I haven't gotten, I haven't got into anything since. It's when you, if you're a fan of succession, this whole WWE thing has been fascinating because it's, yeah, you know, because it's all about when do you take your shot at the King? Yeah. And, and somebody, yeah, somebody did, somebody they leaked, did not leaked miss this information. Yeah. And they didn't miss. Yep. And it all happened conveniently right after Steph kind of gets ridiculed on the way out. Yep. And Hunter had everything taken apart and ripped out from under him yep. while he's laid up in a hospital bed. That's interesting, isn't it? Right before the man who's untouchable yep. gets just thrown right under the bus, mm-hmm. which is where he should have been already yes. for all the things he's done. Yep. So good riddance to him. Yes. Tribute to the fictional character that he was. You can't. You know, it's I, I hate to compare it to Bill Cosby, but there's an amazing documentary about Bill Cosby that just came out last year about. Oh, I want to see that. It, it's called We Need to Talk About Cosby. It's it's a fascinating documentary because it talks about wrestling with um, the legacy of someone who had an undeniable cultural impact and elevated yeah. an entire um culture of entertainers in the business, like pave the yeah. way for African-American entertainers in television made so many careers, you know, open the door for so many people. And yet also as a complete monster. Yeah. And, and, you know, Vince McMahon may not be a monster to that degree, but he also probably didn't have the cultural impact that Bill Cosby did, but you right. cannot deny what he did in the business and, and, and the, you know, the, the incredible impact that he had on so many people, but also he was a horrible he's, person. <laughs> he's yeah. I, I, I it deserves everything that's happening. To, happening. He, he deserves yeah. to have to sit All home and watch, watch, watch Ray give a promo in Spanish yeah, on his instead show of his retirement speech. He deserves you that. No. Yeah. You know, he was fuming. Yes. yes. Good. And yeah. No, I think, I don't think anybody could make an argument to me that anybody's had a bigger impact in pro wrestling than Vince McMahon. Yeah, no. He has been the most important figure in this business for over 30 years. Right. And the fact is, in that 30 or 40 year period that I've been alive, like there were three years where there was real competition. Mm-hmm. And Eric Bischoff never had the kind of influence no. that, 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 that Vince has had ever. Yeah. And so, but yeah, and he's also a monster. Yep. From potentially being a bag man covering up murders yep. to all of these sexual scandals coming out mm-hmm. and so many other stories over the years that, that like, like Dave, Dave Meltzer said, like he knew about most of these things, like yeah. some of them were new, but he's people yeah, the in the business the knew about all this. Res- yeah. Was- yeah. Yeah. But good riddance. I'm excited for wrestling. And honestly, it kind of there's like this this hope for the future that's very similar mm-hmm. to when AEW was announced. In a way, like you, yes. we didn't yes. know it would be good, mm-hmm. but we had real hope it would be good because wrestlers were kind of running things yeah. and had power. 
And that's kind of what this feels like. I I, th- I was driving to work when I heard the news that Hunter was in charge and that Vince was truly out, like, you know, off yeah. the board and everything. And the first thing that I thought of, I had a vision of WrestleMania three, four years from now. Yeah. Cody defeating MJF for the WWE title at WrestleMania. For real. Yeah. And, and it yeah. being huge. Of See, like also I, I it, it it made me think, wow, they're gonna get MJF and he's gonna be the biggest star. He's gonna usher in a new boom yeah. period. You know, this it works so well with the fact we know they're gonna go to TV 14. Mm-hmm. And previously, I everybody knows I said MJF is an idiot if he goes to WWE. Yeah. I no longer no think longer that. think that. No, I think might be the smartest move he could make because he will make much more money right now millions more mm-hmm. um, unless of course AEW signs a big new deal and all of a sudden they can match that right but right now they're not going to match it like they could afford a kevin owens at three million a year mm-hmm. but it was probably smart that they didn't pay that mm-hmm. and so that that's kind of where AEW is at now they've got to pick and choose who they can give yeah. the big money to yeah and mj look wwe has more power in the entertainment industry than wwf mm-hmm. or i'm sorry than than AEW. AEW. yeah and they can get him TV deals. He can be in movies. Um, he can go to a level that AEW cannot get him to. And so my my opinion on that's totally changed with the exit events. Yep. All right, enough okay. about him. <laughs> yeah, San Diego Comic-Con AEW panel. All I know is the that Brian Danielson announced he's cleared, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really just want to finally see the entire Blackpool Combat Club together on stage which i don't think we've ever seen yeah it would be i kind of wish they were in like an eight man or something yeah i may hopefully they can make that happen real soon yeah yeah um, um what 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 else what else was well announced? cm punk was there and he talked about how uh his he he described his foot as shattered and said he had to relearn how to how to use his foot that so, sounds way more serious than yeah, a break yeah so he he didn't say anything about like you know, he might have been playing it up and, you know, he's mostly healed and he was yeah. just sort of, you know, he didn't give any indication about how far away he was or anything like that. But he was walking around in a boot. Um, if, if he had to relearn how to walk, that completely sets aside any timetable anybody had. Right. Because everybody assumes, you know, yeah. he's in a cast for a while, takes a cast off. Yeah, he's, he's good. Walking like gingerly, then he's walking. Right. That changes everything. Yeah. So who knows about that? Uh, so it was him, Danielson. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Britt Baker, and Jade Cargill were all over San Diego Comic Con, like taking okay. photos with the Game of Thrones throne. Yeah, and uh, you know, just just mainly just having a good time. If you were in charge of AEW's Comic Con presentation, do you take anybody out and put anybody else in? Um, you know, I just. It, it was a, me. That's a really solid that's, line. That's really solid, and we've had that conversation before. Like, you know, who do you who do you send to like upfronts yeah. and things? And I think the only one was that if MJF was locked down and yeah. you know whatever is going on with him. But if he was there, whatever, you know, I, if I had him, I would have you know maybe had him crash it, crash it. you know, throw a yeah. fit or something. They did do a they did yeah. do a you know Darby and uh, Darby got beat up by Brody King and Brody, yeah, 
That was good. Malachi. I, I like that. I like how they sat down and Malachi just said, is, does anyone have any questions? <laughs> no, that's awesome. The only guy that's active right now I might have tried to get in was Moxley. But if I had to take somebody out, like, I guess it would be Orange. I think it'd be Orange. But I like Orange being there because he brings something totally yeah. different to the table. But that's not talking. And this is a talk. right. And it also was like, a lot of talk. He looked like he was in costume because he was wearing his normal. He was wearing his character outfit and everyone else was yeah. dressed like real people. And so it felt like a little <laughs> bit like he was cosplaying. Right. Himself. Uh, That's it. So that was a little odd. I, I agree. I think Mox would have been spectacular. I, I've been listening yeah. to the uh, Mox book on audio. Oh, I need highly, to do that. highly recommended. OK, yeah. I'm going to I might pick that up tonight. Yeah. If you ever you've got a little commute or something that then. Yeah, it's a it's I gotta, a, it's I a mean, great 20 minute ride. 20 minute ride to work. Oh, that's podcast every morning. Yeah. That would be a good to me, a 20 minute drive to work is perfect. Yeah, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back. That'll be perfect. Okay. So, for anybody that doesn't know, we're going to tr- we're trying to end to, we're going to try and end all our podcasts before the hour and a half mark. Right. We're 46 minutes in. We haven't talked we're, about any Yeah, we're 25 AEW. minutes over time. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll All right. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, Let's we'll, get into the heat index okay. and I will try not to derail you that much, but I'm definitely going to derail you a little. That's fine. Uh, all right, I'm going to start with uh, some. I don't. I'm, I'm curious to see what you'll think about this, but I'm starting with a dishonorable mention this week. Okay, because right. I hated the Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho barbed wire match. You know what I didn't like about it? Hmm. I I didn't like the fact that it started out as a pretty good match, and it I think yeah. it could have been a good match. Yeah. yeah, and they totally derailed it with just old WCW just nonsense. Yeah. I watched it. And it was total WCW. Like she couldn't get the lock open. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. It was. I watched it and again today. And I think today. Anna J walked over to help her yes. get the lock yes. open. I, w- I watched it again today, and it was great. It was it was good, good. until it was good. the first commercial, it, break. commercial break. Yes, and then when and the they came back, is, it just fell off a cliff. And that's the thing is, it felt like a match that's good and was on its way to potentially be really good or great mm-hmm. if they would have just let them keep wrestling, just let them keep fighting. Yeah. Yeah, just was, let people fight. Mm. I I have a theory. Okay. And it, it, there's some, it's, my theory is that I know most of the kind of wacky things in AEW history, and I've talked about it before, they've all come back, and Tony Khan said they were Chris Jericho ideas. Chris Jericho is a great wrestler. Yeah. Great. I'm into Chris Jericho. I like the guy. Yeah. But he spent a lot of time in WWE, mm-hmm. a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. and he kind of brings a lot of bullshit in AEW. And it would be nice if Tony Khan didn't let him yeah. have as much sway yeah. in matches. Because, yeah, exactly. Because Eddie Kingston needed to win that match. Eddie, again, we've always made that joke, but I hope people see it. Eddie never wins shit. Yeah, Eddie wins nothing. Right. And we're supposed to look at him like a star and. People are into Eddie Kingston, but the man never wins. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. Not even like give him a feud where he comes in and like backs up Ruby Soho and beats somebody up and wins a match. Yeah. And this was even worse because it was that stupid WWE thing where the, he lost the match, but then the show ended with him, you know, knocking Chris Jericho into some barbed wire and playing his music as if he won. And it's this thing where they're yeah. trying to have it both ways. Yeah. And it's just stupid. And the whole reason is because I think 
I think Chris Jericho really thinks this pain maker thing is important. And so he refuses to lose as the pain maker. And I really think it was probably like, Hey man, the pain, the pain maker can't lose. Yeah. And listen, and it's like, you know, that's dumb. (laughs) There's no one else in AEW that could sustain their level of, of popularity. Yeah. With this many losses. Right. No one else could sustain this other than Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because his level of charisma is off the charts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the problem not, is they think that he didn't ever have to yeah, win. Yeah. It's not limitless. Yeah, though. it's not. Not No no Keith Lee reference is not right. a limitless pool of <laughs> no, charisma yeah. that can overcome never winning a damn match. Yeah. And that's an issue. And, yeah. and it's getting frustrating because we've is. talked about this. It feels like for a year. Yeah. That was the yeah, most. Nothing's changed. That was the most of. And that, that's the most frustrated I've ended a show. Uh, a, an AEW show in probably since their first year. Yeah. And we didn't even get, we didn't even get Matt Menard's head stuck in the cage. No, but we, no, but he was thinking about it. He was, I went back yeah, and watched, back it. watched it when they were doing through the cage and uh, the two, the, uh, you know, the two slimmest members, of the appreciation yeah, society slipped, out, slipped right, through, right through. And I saw the, I saw the look of fear. Like if you go back, you can see it. It's only there for a few frames. Yeah. The fear that goes through Matt Menard's mind of like, he's next in line to go through the bars and he thinks I'm going to get my head stuck there. He knows. Yeah, he, knows he knows he has a giant. He knows. Head. Head. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> no. That though, this definitely deserved a dishonorable mention, along with the Shark Week hat that uh, Tony uh, Schiavone right. was wearing. I did love one one positive about the match was when um, Eddie decided to attack him with the barbed wire microphone, and then just grabbed the mic and said, "Shark Week." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I did like the shark on the stage covered in barbed wire. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and also a shout out. Um, I'm making a surprising amount of shout outs right now. Shout out to um uh, my brain. My brain's not working. Shout out to um I don't know where you're the going. Woman, the woman with the best Twitter in AEW. Oh, Nyla. Nyla oh, Rose. That's right, yes. With a phenomenal tweet about how she went to she went to uh catering. And they weren't kidding about barbed wire everything. And she's holding a biscuit yeah. wrapped in barbed wire. And I loved every second of that. Just like I loved, because I love some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. I loved the barbed wire wrap microphone. Yeah, that was because nice. Because they were going with the whole barbed wire everything. Yeah. And then they gave us a shitty, shitty match. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Like, they gave us a great setup with a terrible payoff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's your number five? This All right. Week? Number five and four, I think we can probably blow through pretty fast. But yeah, uh, Brody King's my number five. Yeah, um, the awesome San Diego Comic Con. Yep. And I loved. I really loved his. Match I did with too. Darby That's Apple. the match we needed to see before he took on Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, but they did it backwards. Yeah. And they've been. They've made a lot of mistakes like that. And and again, yeah, there were a I couple really of those. liked. Yeah. I I mentioned it earlier. I like the fact they kind of showed Darby Allen might be. A little smarter. Mm-hmm. He's more daring, mm-hmm. but he's like 180 pounds, right? And 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 Brody King is a good wrestler, and he's six five, yeah. and he's a monster, yeah. And I like that they did that, yeah. Just just to show size matters, yes, it really does. And I think it builds up that I think when and if they do ever have Darby get a win over him, they will be really thoughtful about how they do it. 
It yeah. won't. It won't just be him like hitting a. Darby's got to get the win. Yeah, got to get it back. And I really hope we get a couple tag matches with oh, Sting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really want that. They're building that up. Okay, number four, Wheeler Yuta. Yep. I felt like he had a really strong week. He had a good match on Dark. He cut like a pretty long promo on Dark that was yep. pretty decent. Yep. Uh, then he had that tag match against Best Friends, which was way overdue. Like that's when he first I joined. I really liked that match. Yeah, I did too. But when he joined BCC, that's the match he should have had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, hey, you need, to, you need to beat your friend's ass to be in this yeah. group, you know? Yeah. I love that match, except for the double pile driver, him kicking out of the two pile drivers. But apparently, according to William Regal, all you need to do is turn your head to the side. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. So at least they explained it. But it I think Wheeler's doing, of, doing well. It reminds me of back in the day. I was watching wrestling at my best friend's house, and his dad comes in and explained to us exactly what Jake the Snake Roberts did different yes. for his DDT to be impossible to kick out of. Like he gave us the technique. Yes, the technique. I, I really love stuff like I that. I do too. I loved hearing it from Regal. I love Regal on commentary. Oh, yeah. And I particularly liked uh, Orange Cassidy on commentary as well. Yeah, I liked him too. I liked how he, uh, the, the last line when he said. Uh, yeah. Like Chuck taught him Chuck that. Chuck taught him that. <laughs> and that's what he used to be, to be Garcia. I, and that was great. Okay, number three. Ricky Starks. He's, this man is on fire. Yeah, he's hot as hell right now. And, yeah. And uh, I'm afraid that he's not going to be able to st- – I think I'm afraid that they want him to still be a heel, but he can't. No. Because people love popular. him. People love him. People – yeah. He's a guy – he feels like he has everything he needs to be a real top guy one day. Mm-hmm. But right now, AEW has too many top guys mm-hmm. for him to be there. But I do hope he gets moved up the ladder into like TNT title contention or something. Yeah, I think he'd be a great TNT champion. Like, it'd be nice yeah. for him to have a real title. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh I'm looking God. forward I'm to, forward to I'm looking forward to seeing the match with Danhausen. That should be pretty interesting. It's got to be lead, like you've got the question here. It's got to be leading to Hook versus Ricky Stark. Right. And it has to. Which I want to point that's out. That's going to lead to the breakup. For at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The breakup Again, of Taz. I think Tony Khan kind of get, has the ideas that we do, but he implements them like at the end of his current plans. Yeah. Which means everything will, will happen that we want, but a year after it should have happened. Right. Like, that's really what it looks like has been going on for a long time. Like, oh, sign people just throw them in a tag team for a year until you can fit them into things. Right. And even things like the Wheeler match of, oh, you know, I never had Wheeler face best friends. Yeah. And even I, though that was the entire setup. Right. And pretend, I mean, the very fact that the first time Trent Beretta returned. Yeah. He hated Wheeler hated Yuta. Yuta. And I love the, how they played that up. Yeah. Like the, the dynamic, you, you knew that they knew the story. Yeah. And, and that was great. And if anybody here is a longtime listener, they know who the next two are. They might not know the order. Right. You know. Yeah. Give me your number two. Claudio Castagnoli, uh, you know, he could very easily be number one, but I think it just, you know, we can't argue with the number one. But, you know, we talked about Claudio. I think he's going to be a great champion for ROH. I like. Yeah. I like BCC carrying multiple belts. Yeah. Um. I think it'll be really cool. And I think it even opens up some things of like, will Brian have a rivalry with him? You know, yeah. uh, be a little yeah, jealous. Brian Brian's going to be the only guy without a belt. Right. Literally. Yeah. So that should be interesting. I think I, I, you know, I was skeptical. I was, I, I got to own it. I, you know, 
I wasn't super on board with Claudio coming in, but yeah, he's turned me around. I can't, I got no complaints. So my question is, so Blackpool combat club was formed at a time when AEW was flush with superstars, right? Flush. But now we have very few stars that are active. Yeah. And I wonder, can they afford to have them all tied up in Blackpool Combat Club? Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll need to spin off Brian? Yeah, like maybe they need to spin off. I feel like they need to spin off somebody. And maybe it needs to be Brian Daniels. And even though I would love to see this group in their current form all together for a little while, mm-hmm. I feel like somebody needs to be moved out of it, whether it's Moxley or Brian Danielson. They've got options. Or even Claudio, because I think Claudio, there are things Claudio does. Like there were there were there were moves he was making in in the barbed wire match mm-hmm. that I thought I've never seen a pro wrestler move like that. Like he looked like he was an action star in a movie. Mm-hmm. And and I knew WWE was holding him back and had banned a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. But like he is so much better in AEW than he was in WWE. And it's been so long, I barely remember what who he was in ROH before. Yeah, And so I feel like maybe they might, they, they might really need to move one of these guys out. Just if, if CM Punk doesn't come back for a while, they need to do something. If MJF doesn't come back, maybe mm-hmm. ever, they, they need some more people that are kind of free to be involved in different storylines. But yeah. that said, and I'll wrap this up quick, mm-hmm. um, they do a good job of having the Blackpool Combat Club kind of work independently yeah. and only yeah. come together when they need to. That's, that, that's what I was about to say, was they could even do Claudio challenges Moxley, and they have ROH yeah. champion versus AEW champion, and they could go all out because that's just what they do. You know, like they don't, yeah. they don't the have to have is, it be a, like that, a real feud or, the, or a breakup yeah, or anything. Regal, Regal applauds them beating the shit out of each other. Right. <laughs> and it would be a thing where they beat the living shit yes. out of each other and shake hands and hug it. Yes. Who better? Who freaking better? I would love to see that match. Okay. Number one on the list. Everyone knows uh, it's FTR. Yes. Dax cut one of the best promos I've ever seen about his daughter. Yes. Had me choking up. Yeah. Had my allergies kicking in. Yep. Like, come on. That that freaking promo, I'd have them number one without the match, with, without the Briscoes. Oh, match. absolutely. The the chant they got after he said that, I, I wrote down the line, you know, he told the story of his daughter, you know, with the hole in her heart and, yeah. you know, how many years it was. And they went back and the hole was closed. And the line that yeah. he said, if that little girl can fight that hard for something that's not promised to her, well, daddy's got to do the same thing. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, that's just so good. <laughs> I think we got in MMA and pro wrestling yes. this week, two of my favorite promos in years. And Patty, you know what the MMA was? Patty Pimblett talking about yep. male suicide. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have and you like cry on my shoulder than go to your funeral. Yeah. Like I'm choking up yeah. just hearing that line from you. Yeah. Like that's yeah. real. And those two promos were completely heartfelt and they were real. Mm-hmm. And Patty, I don't think had his scripted. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I don't really think Dax had it completely scripted. That was from the heart. Yeah. And yeah. those are the promos. Mm-hmm. Those promos are what I've missed in WWE for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I stopped watching. Yeah. Because everything was scripted and nothing felt real. Mm-hmm. That Patty promo and that Dax promo 
that's what I want in pro wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. and that's what I'm hoping we're going to start potentially getting. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, I think. I mean, I say it every week. Dax Harwood's my favorite wrestler right now. I've become yeah. very emotionally attached to him as a performer. I can't. I don't. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that I've felt this invested in, both as a character and like just a a performer. You know, yeah. I want like good things for him. I want, you know, maybe D- Brian Danielson probably was the last one where it's like, yeah, you know, and I want this guy to be as successful as he wanted. I want him to have a huge career. You know, I want to pay for his kids college. All you know, like yeah. everything. everything. And yeah, I, I know nothing about Dax Harwood as a person, mm-hmm. but I really get a strong feeling. He's a good dude. You know? Yeah. I yeah. really get that feeling that they're both really good dudes. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, a couple of weeks ago when our friend uh, Jeff Hawkins was going in for uh, yeah. some surgery, he got a lot of well wishes and, uh, you know, some mutual friends of his hooked him up with a video from FTR encouraging him. I um, never heard I, like, I, how, how did he like the video? I never heard, heard anything. Oh, he was, original. he was really moved by it. It made, you know, it, 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 uh, his his heart grew two sizes like the Grinch, you know, that's right. It, it wiped away all the cynicism for a little while. Uh, but, uh, the, I, I did get to see the promo that, or the, or the video that, um, FTR sent him and he did, he didn't like oh. publish, he didn't like publish it or anything. But, yeah. Um, you know, the telly video we got for him, that was great, but you great. know, we paid him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was heartfelt. It was, it was heartfelt. great. great. But the Dax yeah. one was just, you know, Dax and cash was just a, you know, a friend asking a friend to do a favor. And it was the same thing. It was exactly what you'd think it was. It was just like, Hey man, I hear you're going through some hard times. I've been through some hard times too. It's always scary to go into the knife. I just want you to know, I'm thinking about you, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, 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 we're going to be here for you. We want to hear everything you want. I'm not going to give you any money, but you know, <laughs> like it was just exactly what you'd want him to hear. It's so great. Uh, yeah, it was great. So yeah, I, I, you know, they're going to be my number one as long as they keep going. And here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You talk about Tony's plans and such. I know they've got plans for six man titles and all that stuff. They've got to do young bucks FTR. The fans will not let them do anything else. No, they the, have the, to. It's going to be a it's going to be a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan situation every time the young or yeah. or the the champs get out there, and, uh, and, or the young bucks, right. they're just going to be chanting for FTR. It doesn't feel right for it to not be for all the belts. Yeah, but I have a feeling we'll get a swerve, swerve, right, and it might lead to the young bucks winning the belts back or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um. So okay. Let's move on. Fighter Fest week two. Yeah. We had the swerve celebration with the start. Like, yep. Just a classic Jim Cornette special. And by the way, I was super hyped. Kevin Gates from Baton Rouge. Yeah. Like Louisiana's own. He threw a pretty decent punch. I got to say. (laughs) And smiled while doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He was having a great time. (laughs) Um, And Mark Sterling took a heck of a cake shot. That was a great cake shot. It was so great because before, like his face is in the camera as a giant piece of cake slides off the bottom of his chin. Yeah. Right as they start at right after, like right before they cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would have described this angle to me, I would have said it's going to be terrible. I liked it. I liked the whole thing. I liked it, it too. Yeah. It was, um, it was just a fun love, old school. Yeah. I also love that every time we get a cake table set up in wrestling, 
it always looks like the cake of like a two-year-old child where the parents <laughs> right. know he's not going to remember like, it. Yes. Like we never get like a, no, like when I bought my friend, like when I bought my friend Susan, like <clears throat> a, a, a birthday cake a couple years ago, I spent right. like $300 on that cake. Right. I had a baller cake. Yeah. I like it. Wrestling is just no. a sheet cake. This is Walmart, yeah, it, right. It's the one that's in the fridge at Walmart. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh man. But you, you know, it's going in somebody's face yep. and that was really good. All right. Christian cage, Luchasaurus versus the varsity blondes. Nobody cares about the match. Yeah. Nobody cared about the match. Yeah. It was all about the return of jungle boy. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about Luchasaurus just instantly switching sides? I have two. I, I, this is something I was going to ask you. I think there's two different explanations for this, and I'm curious as to which one you would give more credence. Okay. Number one, Luchasaurus is cold and calculating and had Christian's back just to turn on him when Jungle Boy returned. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, Luchasaurus is a dinosaur. He's basically a <laughs> stupid animal. Yeah. And he had Christian's back because he was with Christian. Right. Before he beat up Jungle Boy, and then when he sees it's it's like his, it's like, like a no dog whose owner memory. goes on vacation, right? And they're right. totally loyal to whoever they're staying with until they see their owner, and then that other person who was their best friend is now dead to them. <laughs> I kind of like that one. That's the one I prefer. I prefer that one. He saw Jungle Boy, and he's like, "Oh, this is my master, or this is my best friend," right? And that simple as that. He's a he's a brain he's a dinosaur with a brain the size of a walnut. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like next next week, like they're on opposite sides of the ring going, here boy. Here boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're both trying to fetch Luchasaurus, and whoever he chooses, that's who he's with. That would be fantastic. Christian's got like a squeaker toy, he's trying to get him to <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. The, we we shouldn't joke because that might happen. We we really shouldn't joke too much about that. Uh, either way, it was really I didn't expect that they surprised me. I like they surprised me. It makes me wonder if Christian's going to bring somebody in. He's going to have to have somebody yeah. to help him in his battle. And I love that now we don't have to worry about Matt Hardy teaming with Jungle Boy. Oh yeah, that is true. now off the table. Yeah, that's good. fantastic. Good. Exactly. Okay. Uh, do we even need to talk about Jade Cargill? Uh, I mean, not really. She she's, was she's she's a baby yeah. face in Atlanta. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to Rampage. I really enjoyed Adam Page and John Silver versus Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. I liked the match a lot. Yeah, it was just a fun TV match. It was, exactly, it was a fun TV match. Give um, Page something to do. Yep. I will be honest. I watched Rampage right before this show. I was short on time. I fast-forwarded through Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin. I'm sure it was a good match. I'm certain it was a good match. It's not an important match. It doesn't matter it at was all a, in it, any way. It was a forgettable good match that Lee Moriarty yeah. won, possibly by going heel. Maybe. There you, there you go. Oh, Lee Moriarty won. That's a surprise. Yeah, he did. He uh, rolled okay. him up in the ropes and uh, used his... He leaned over on the ropes to use the ropes to pin him. Yeah. And then claimed that he lost his balance. So it's... Okay. Uh, you know... I'm going to need to go back and watch that, and I'm going yeah. to. And then Stokely um, came out and was scouting. Okay, that's great. That's really good. So I really enjoyed the Britt Baker-Jamie Hayter match with Ashley Dambois Sky Blue. And it wasn't just because of my fandom for Sky Blue's outfit. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the match because I didn't expect much. When they say 
Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in action, mm-hmm. that means it's going to be a garbage match against nobodies. Right. When I saw Sky Blue, Sky Blue is not a nobody. She's not major, but yeah. she's somebody. She's a good person to have in a match like this. It's this was the perfect um, duo. I I'd not seen Ashley. I think I may have seen her on Dark once or twice. Yeah. She was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I really liked her in this match. Yeah, because I, I didn't exp- I didn't have high expectations, so she exceeded those expectations. Yeah, I feel the same. And I and it was just a good showcase. It's nice to see Jamie Hader. You know, yeah. she never used to do anything, and so it's no. awesome to see her just throw. And Jamie's around. really good. Like mm-hmm. we need to see her in some regular matches, even if Britt's not around. Yeah, and that's one of these issues. Like when when the when the the A card in a group is out, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you don't see anybody. Like I like where the hell's Arn Anderson? He didn't. They didn't have to take right. him off TV just because Cody's gone. Right. His son is still here. Yeah. He could be managing some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I missed the Glock. I missed the Glock. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the Glock. Yeah. Glock Anderson. Oh, man. Okay. Jay Lethal. Oh, wait. No. The rap battle. Yeah. You can't skip the rap battle. Hosted by a man whose name I've forgotten I've never heard of, but I trust he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. I, I, I was not familiar with the Atlanta rap scene. Too, and I uh, also, I, I enjoyed that both sides had like, hangers on in their like groups right posse yeah yeah that i've never seen before and will never see again yeah they, they claim suddenly had like a whole group of people yeah yeah a, a big group of people um austin good wasn't, wasn't bad it was not bad it was it was good i did not expect it to be good mm-hmm. and even though i like everybody in it i didn't expect it to be that great it was it was handled well i think they probably should have let the rapper know that like yeah daddy ass used to be a big fucking deal Mm -hmm. uh yeah because he's like oh he brought the dad like the daddy got involved right like are you looking at the daddy seemed like he had no greek god (laughs) like mate yeah you should have some idea he's gonna get he did not seem clued into anything no but i also didn't hate him like i thought he did a pretty decent job Mm -hmm. handling this um it was fun okay we got a beat down um Somebody's gonna. I don't know. I feel like the claim need to bring in somebody. Yeah, well, it ain't gonna be Brian James, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. That man is <laughs> burning trying, some bridges. He is trying to burn bridges in AEW. <laughs> Come on. What was it? He got called out on. Oh, who was it that called him out on Twitter? Oh, I don't know this. He I'm was excited. trashing on someone at AEW. And oh, I wish I could find out who I, I did take me too long to look did up. Did you just say at A&W? A and W? AEW. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I, I, I want to make James sure the resume goes to the right company. Yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was criticizing something about AEW and the person who responded to him basically was like, Hey, it's okay. We all know who you're sucking up to right now. So I don't take it personally. <laughs> like basically <laughs> just great, like, that's great. Yeah. I think it it might have been Bowens. Okay. Oh, that uh, that sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. Okay. Jay Lethal, Christopher Daniels. Um, I watched a little of it because I was interested. Also, uh, Christopher Daniels um, involved right now in the classic pro wrestling retirement where he comes out every three months to wrestle a match. Right, right. And generally, it's always going to be a good match. Yeah. He's a guy that's going to be 65 and still having occasional good matches. 
Yeah. And then this was just total match of people who have had a hundred matches together and, you know, yeah. 20 years experience and just can do this in their sleep. So it was fine. All right. Um, let's look. Well, you know what? Let's talk about what should have been on dynamite this week. What you got? Okay. I've got a bunch of matches I haven't seen. <laughs> okay. I've got uh four matches. One is, uh, uh, our friend Takeshita. Um, Kinsuke? Kons- no. One? One Kinosuke. is Takeshita. I got Kinosuke yeah. Takeshita against JD Drake, which is going to be an elevation that I think may have dropped today before we taped, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I yeah, I good. think so. Uh, Takeshita took on Jonathan Gresham on a Terminus show earlier this week that I think would be right. great. And especially if Jonathan Gresham retires, it'd be one of his last matches. Uh, yeah. Takeshita took on Davy Richards and Defy about a week ago. And yep, how often do you get that. to see Davy Richards? And he's always been a guy that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, Takeshita took on Daniel Garcia in um, PWG several weeks back. And I, I really seen, hope I get to see that. I haven't seen any of these matches. So what I need, what should have been on Dynamite, what they need to do is just forget this ROH stuff and give me the Kanosuke Takeshita streaming service. I will pay $10 a month. I'll pay you $10 a month. Just give me every match to catch the wrestles. I'd pay for that. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Well, as everybody knows, I I didn't get to watch all the matches on Rampage, much less dark and dark elevation. So my should have been on Dynamite this week is about, I don't know, 11 hours ago. um, Rebel posted a pretty great photo on her Instagram. I suggest you all go check out. Um, That's the one thing that should have been on Dynamite. She that outfit should have been on dynamite. Go check it out on Instagram. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of rebel. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we've got some big matches coming up. We've got the return of Brian Danielson mm-hmm. and this is a rematch. I believe he's all, he's already wrestled Daniel Garcia before. That's right. Yeah. In his like a uh, combat club audition. Yeah. And so I'm really interested in this because generally when we get a star versus a, like a young gun in their yeah. second match, the younger guy generally yeah. vastly improves and loses, but narrowly. Yeah. He's, and I'm really invested in seeing if that's going to happen here. And if they play into Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson's injury, I think they're going to, I think they're going to make Daniel Garcia look really good. I liked the, I hope so. the little, the little uh, impromptu promo we cut at the media scrum was pretty fun. It's on Twitter. Um, where he's like, hey, this Wednesday, I'm going to send uh, Brian Danielson back to his garden. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send him on a little vacation with his family, contend to his garden for a while. That's great. That's a great line. Um, I'm excited for Roosh versus John Moxley. Now, I'm not into Roosh's AEW character so much mm-hmm. as I know Roosh is a really good wrestler. Yeah. And I know he's going to start popping eventually. Like, it's going to get... He's gonna catch on eventually, just like Andrade. Eventually, he's gonna catch on. Yeah, you didn't you didn't uh, catch the Roosh Dragon Lee match on the ROH show yet, right? No, I haven't okay. seen. Yeah, it you got to go back and watch wait. that one. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, okay, It'll I'm be excited good. about that. I may watch it right after the show's over. Um, I've got a lot right now. I've got Better Call Saul. I've got um, For All Mankind, which if anybody's not watching, hey, I've started. Watch that I've show. started that show. We're in How season like two so now. Far? It's great. Yeah, it's freaking great. I listen when you watch the last scene of season two, call me on the phone. I don't care if it's four in the morning. Call me on the <laughs> All phone. right. We're getting close. Everyone listening. I think I'm on like you're episode watching six. the last episode, last scene of season two for all mankind. Yeah. Call me on the damn phone. All right. 
everyone. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, all right, we've got Thunder Rosa, the rematch with Yamashita. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one. Um, also, with my new schedule at work, because now I'm working Friday and Saturday nights, mm-hmm. I've got Wednesdays off. So oh, I nice. should be like at full strength for Dynamite. Like super, like just ready to go. Because <laughs> now that I'm in mountain time, Dynamite starts at 6. Yeah. And a lot of times I don't leave work till 5.30. And then I'll like, oh, I'm going to run by the store. And then right. I remember right. 15 minutes into Dynamite that Dynamite's on because things start at 6 out here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm living in the twilight zone where everybody drinks Pepsi for some reason. <laughs> and shows start at 6. And the chili's green. And the chili is green. And let me tell you, the most fascinating part of the whole chili thing is it literally everything has green chili on it out here. You can choose red or green, and there is no indication whatsoever how hot it's going to be. Yeah. It might be completely innocuous, like right. it, the McDonald's green chili, yeah. or it might just blast you blast yeah. you in half. And it, and it um, all looks the same. And it, it all looks the same, and you have no way to tell. Yeah. Okay. Danhausen versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. Um, I'm really crazily excited for that one that's going to be fun yeah, i'm be sure fun. swerve strictly for mark sterling and tony niece yep. i like tony niece i'm really getting into tony niece and mark sterling has helped yeah and i would just like a really good this is the, the thing is this is going to be swerve versus tony niece with yeah. mark sterling in the corner and i think that's going to be a good match it's not going to be a five-star match but I, I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah, Mark Mark Sterling's he he posted on Twitter about how he's been training at Create a Pro and um you know he's he's claiming he's really gonna surprise some people. Mark Sterling has been a really good performer outside the ring. He really is. And I have no reason to think he'd be a bad performer yeah. inside the well, ring. Well, he was great at double nothing. I don't remember if you got there. Yeah. You got there during that match, right? Yeah. 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 So exactly. Yeah. Um Real quick, I think we've got the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a quick statement. If I'm AEW, mm-hmm. I get Rampage being your B-show, but how about it be your SmackDown B-show, not an elevated dark elevation? Right. Matt Seidel versus Lee Moriarty, yeah. Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin. Right. I'm not rushing home for work, from work for that. No. I'm barely going to remember to turn on the TV yeah. for that. I, I like their ratings have been dropping because right. they're not giving us anything to tune in for. And I think, again, they had killer DVR numbers that I guarantee you aren't killer anymore because yeah. they're not giving us a reason to watch that show. Yeah. I love, I dearly love seeing Mark Henry's face when he says his lines. Yes, I do too. And I loved this week them saying, like, say mm-hmm. your line so we can get to the match. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not going out of my way to no. catch it just for Mark Henry's beautiful smiling face. I know they'll add a match, you know, that might be better that I hope is better than these two. Yeah. But based on this, even if I were there live for the taping and had bought a ticket, I don't know you if might I'm sticking around. I might go home, yeah. Yeah. I'm an old man now. I get tired. Right. <laughs> if that's at the end of the night, I'm out. That's right. I'm gonna I I'm an Irish goodbye everybody. I'm not even telling the person I rode with. They're gonna have to find a way home. I'm not telling anybody, I'm just out. Yep. So that's again rampage. I defended it for a very long time. Yeah, I can't defend it anymore yeah, at all. Absolutely, and especially when I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they. It's just simply because they like. Well, it's TNT like, well, it's like, wants it at that time period, right? which I think they do because that's good ratings for like four hundred fifty thousand. Good ratings for a Friday night. Mm-hmm. But um, 
And they've kind of been using it as like, you know, the middle half hour of it or is, um, yeah, it's like 15 minutes of AEW, half an hour of ROH and 15 minutes of AEW. Yeah. And so hmm. I don't it's know if that's going to be played it. out now that, you know, you know what, you know, yeah. if they gave us like, if they gave us Jay lethal versus uh Samoa Joe in a real match. Yeah. I, I'd be there for that. Like you could give me a lot of our, a lot of ROH matches. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but they're not giving us anything, man. They're not giving us nothing. No. Okay. Let's see. We've got battle of belts coming up August 5th, all out September 4th, which I got to tell you, this summer is flying by for me. Oh I don't know gosh. if it's flying yeah. by for everybody else. It totally is. It's like I'm having to remind, like somebody posted today, we're five months from Christmas. Oh that gosh. blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like legit. And then se- that September 4th match is going to be here in like a week. Yeah. Like for real. Um, the September 4th show. And then we've got the, I'm really excited for Grand Slam too. I liked Grand Slam one so oh, yeah. much. That's going to be great. I really hope they make it a real big deal again yep. in Arthur Ashe Stadium. I really hope so. And once again, I have to point out that I'll be flying into New York about 14 hours after the show ends. And I'm it's still mad about it. Heartbreaking is what it is. Yep. And you're going to forever wonder, yeah. was Double or Nothing the right choice for the one pay-per-view I get out of my wife? live right <laughs> oh man that's a that's a i mean it was a, i mean you got to see cm punk take the belt that was a yep. big deal right and it was a really really good show got to get covid um, you great. got covid yeah i've still got a little bit of immunity from my last time rolling around in there i got tested not too long ago and they're like you're you're, med- you're borderline medium to strong immunity um so that's why i didn't die <laughs> um, because I'm assuming if I get it again, I'm done. I'm just I, I sh- surprised I survived the first time. By the way, you're pretty much I went to see my doctor. Like when I got COVID, I was in New Orleans, like evacuated, mm-hmm. and then I get back home, you know, a year later, and I go see my doctor, and he's like, "Have you had COVID?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, he looked at me like, "And you live?" <laughs> like he legit, like, kind of leaned back and looked me up and down, like. Like, how was it? Were you hospitalized? I'm like, I probably should have been, but nah. Uh, and he's like, huh? He goes, that's a surprise. You've got great doctor stories. My doctors are all ridiculous, and I kind of love it. Yeah. Also, my doctor, that doctor I'm discussing, the dumbest man I've ever met in my life, period, in any profession. <laughs> but he's the best I could get. Yeah. So, uh, in a small town in the middle of Podunk, Louisiana. Yeah. So, that's been the boom for this week. Um, Kevin, tell everybody how they can follow you. Uh, at Kevin Ely, uh, mostly on Twitter um, or in the Fight Game Media Facebook group uh, is the best place to meet me there. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, but you mostly see pictures of my kids there. Which you got great kids. So yeah, that's they're, a great they're way they're to great. follow Kevin Ely yeah. right there. Yeah. I'm Peppermint Fatty on all social media. If you want to talk to me about wrestling, Twitter is probably your best place to do it. Also, I just want to say for all the people in Fight Game Media that listen to this show, um, if you if anybody wants to friend request me or anything, I'll ex- I'm accepting friend requests. I just don't want to be the creepy guy like friending everybody. You know what I mean? Because I don't have any. I don't ever have any thoughts yeah. that yeah. my dog just literally just almost jerked <laughs> my mic. Puppet up's wrapping us up. Yeah, I'm like nobody wants to be friends with me. But if anybody wants to be friends, friend request me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you about some wrestling. Until next week, everybody, from me, from Kevin Neely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, and I hope to see you back here next Monday. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.